welcome to our sixth episode of the podcast series from UCL Business, Big Talks on Big Impacts. UCL Business, or UCLB, as it's known, is the commercialization company for UCL, and this year-long podcast series celebrates the company's 30 years of collaboration and impact. I'm Richard Fagan. I'm director of Biofarm at UCL Business. My team of business managers is responsible for the life and biomedical sciences area of the university. And today, it's a pleasure to welcome Dr. Chris Williams. He's senior vice president, corporate development at Autolus. And prior to that, Chris was a member of my team at UCLB. Welcome, Chris. Thanks, Rick. It's a pleasure to be back at UCL. Chris, could you tell us a bit about Autolus? Yeah, so Autolus uh, was a UCL spin-out company. We founded Autolus in 2014, um, and uh, Autolus as a company is focused on the development of engineered uh, CAR T-cell therapies. So basically we take patients' T-cells and re-engineer their specificity towards uh, the patient's tumour. And these therapies have uh, been transformational for, for patients, particularly in blood cancers. Um, uh, and now there are five approved products uh, based on CAR T-cell therapies. Have they looked at efficacy in solid tumours? Solid tumours is, is, is much more of a challenge uh, for any uh, cancer therapy um, and uh, also for CAR T's. Um, uh, so efficacy in, in solid tumours hasn't been as uh, as forthcoming uh, with CAR T-cell therapies, uh, mainly due to the complex tumour microenvironment of a solid tumour versus a, a, a blood cancer. Right. So how did you end up at uh, Autolus? Could you tell us a bit about your career? So we founded Autolus in, in, in 2014, and I worked on uh, as UCL's nominee on the board of directors for about 18 months. Um, and um, uh, the team at Autolus then asked if I would come and join and set up their business development function. So been there uh, so almost eight years now, um, uh, and so worked my way up through the ranks um, and now lead uh, that function at Autolus. And how big is your team? My team's fairly modest. Um, there are four of us um, in the BD team, um, and I also oversee the IP team at Autolus, so another four people. Um, and so for, for those of us who are in the know, obviously, um, activities and business development is obvious, but could you explain to our listeners, some of those might not know, what what exactly does a business development team um, do at Autolus? Yes, so um, we're focused on um, sort of developing the assets of the company through, through partnerships. Um, so uh, sometimes working with a, um, a larger company or a company with a different expertise can accelerate the development of, uh, of, a, of a drug or a, or a therapeutic technology. So, for instance, you might want to work with a large ph- pharma company who has access to greater development resources, and that would accelerate the development of your therapy towards um, a regulatory filing or an approval. Uh, right. And can you just tell us, uh, when did you first start at UCL Business? So I had to look this up, Rick. Um, <laughs> you asked me this question before. I started in 
2009. Right. Uh, uh, covering uh, one of our colleagues' um, maternity leaves, uh, parental leave, um, and uh, then was made permanent a, a year later. Um. And do you think your time at UCLB helped you with your career at Autolus or indeed in any sort of business development function? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I think uh, UCLB is quite unique in this space, uh, particularly in the UK and Europe. Uh, the sort of volume and variety of different um, projects that you get involved in um, is sort of a real boot camp, if you like, of, of, of business development. Um, you really can learn very rapidly. Um, and I think there are only one or two places like it in, in the UK. So, you know, a really good uh, grounding um, uh, and environment. And um, the management team, the senior team at UCLB are also hugely experienced. They've been doing this uh, at UCL for a long time and bring a lot of pra pragmatism uh, to the table, which is, is incredibly important what we do in business development. Yeah, I agree. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I assume you're you're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, would you recommend a career in tech transfer to uh, someone if their their long term goal was to get into corporate business development? Uh, yes, I, I think um, <coughs> it's it's a it's a really rich and broad. Uh, uh, environment uh, you can get involved in lots of aspects of business development th from very early stage so filing a technology filing a patent on a technology and sort of supporting an idea into a uh, 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 realization of a, a potential therapeutic approach um, uh, through to being involved in clinical stage programs um, you know uh, UCLs and other universities in the UK, able to take these things all the way through to the clinic. So I think it's a really uh, rich environment in which to learn BD. Uh, Thanks. What was the genesis of Autolus? So Autolus... Um, How did it come about? It, it took a while to, to, to kind of get get um, uh, Autolus going. Uh, I remember meeting Martin Poulet, who's the academic founder of Autolus, uh, in the Cancer Institute for a coffee not understanding a single word that he said. He was talking um, immunology. Um, my my background was molecular biology, and I had to learn fast. Uh, I think that's um, something that we have to do in, in BD. Um, uh, Martin had lots of ideas, um, more ideas than he knew what to do with, um, and uh, we began to create some structure around those ideas and pulled them together into packages of um, inventions that could be filed into new patent applications. Um, we received some support from um, uh, and funding from UCL Business, uh, Proof of Concept mm -hmm. Fund, um, which allowed Martin to focus on uh, generating data for patent filings. Um, and we amassed uh, 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 a range of patents. I think um, currently 23 patent families licensed from UCL into Autolus. Um, and those became the sort of underpinnings of what we're developing today um, into the clinic. Um, um, so 
discovering and securing the tech technology was one part, but also generating interest and investment interest in in uh, Um We we at the time, you know, there was a lot of focus on cell and gene therapy. There've been some exciting data from uh, academic groups in the, in the US. Um, there've been some exciting stuff going on at UCL in other gene therapy areas. Um, so there was interest in, in investing in gene therapy. And um, we spoke to a number of uh, potential partners and investors and uh, came across uh, Syncona partners who were the investment arm of the Wellcome Trust and um, worked with them uh, to, to set up Autless and, and secure um, Thirty billion uh, pounds worth of Series A f- f- funding to to set up the company. Um, yeah, and as I recall, that um, thirty million Series A was the largest Series A that a European biotech had raised to date. Yes, yeah, it was it was uh, it was certainly notable at the time. I think what's exciting since is it's been superseded a number of times, uh, and we've had a. A real period of investment into UK and, and European um, university-derived your biotech companies. Um, and the thing that it really allowed Autolist to do was to hit the ground running. You could hire a, a, pro, a, a real experienced senior management team. You could hire individuals to work in the labs to really get the ball rolling, couldn't you? Yeah, so we were able to attract top talent from from around the world um, to come and work on on um, the, the the programs we were developing at Autless. Um, you know, I hired uh, Christian Eiton, who who was the CEO CEO of Micromet, um, a company that developed um, bi-specific T-cell engagers um, uh, and sold sold the, that platform to Amgen, um, and now have a a um, approved uh, therapeutic based on that approach. So we we got some real uh, pedigree into the company. People who knew how to do this and mm. um, had sort of um, were able to apply those learnings to take uh, you know autolysis programs into the clinic. Was it always your your and Martin's intention to bundle the IP into a spin out company, or was there? ever thought of, oh, we could license some of this to BMS or to Novartis? Well, we did do some li- licensing um, prior uh, with with Martin's technology. So we licensed uh, one of his safety switches to, to Selectus. Selectus Therapeutics. Um, is now, that approach is now being developed by Allergene um, uh, in, in the U.S. Um, but uh, I think um, we we were able to develop such a breadth of potential things. And at the time, we didn't know which one would work. Um, so it wasn't a question of, we'll pick this one and license this one to Novartis. Um, it was, we need to invest in all of these things, you know, in a, in a much broader way, maybe take four or five things into the clinic, and then we'll back the one that that, that, that works. So it was a, about uh, creating shots on goal mm-hmm. at the time. So the intention was to you know, make this board and, and, and ideally get the investment to develop this in a, in a spin-out company. So Autolus is really a CAR-T platform company. It's got a raft of patents, et cetera. Um, just out of interest, do you think in order to get investment from VC investors, into a platform, 
Do you think you need to have a raft of programs that have been developed using that program? Or do you think they would be as interested in the platform if you had none or just one program? I think um, the best way of proving the potential of a platform is to take something into the clinic and show show that it's differentiated in the clinic. Um, uh, otherwise, um, you know, why why is a partner going to take a risk on on your platform? Um, so, so I think you have to back your own technology platform and take one or maybe more things into the clinic. Um, that would be my approach. Yeah, of course. There's always the um, danger companies who have a platform that they tinker a little bit here, tinker a little bit there, and they spread themselves too thin, and you never get full validation in one program because they jump from one thing to another. Yes, um, focus is is absolutely key um, uh, in in uh, developing uh, uh, therapeutics and, and, and developing technologies. You've got to really focus on generating the data set that's sufficient to take something to the clinic or generating that clinical proof of concept data that allows you to unlock a, a phase two or a phase three uh, uh, clinical trial. Um, too much tinkering um, is, is, is not, not time well spent necessarily um, because uh, uh, we all have limited uh, resources and limited capital. Uh, so you know, we have to spend our time, time wisely. Um, so how many programs does Autolis currently have in the clinic? So currently we've got four programs in the clinic, um, two uh, late-stage preclinical programs, um, one which will enter the clinic later this year and, and one hopefully next year. Um, uh, since we founded the company, we've taken uh, seven programs into the clinic um, uh, over, the last, over the last eight years. Um, our most advanced program is called Obicell. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pronounce the long name uh, for Obicell, um, but that's a, a, a CD19 uh, CAR T cell therapy for um, in the the lead indication is adult acute lymphoblastic leukemia or ALL. So I know there are other CD19 CAR Ts. There's basically a raft of them being developed, aren't there? Seems to be the favorite antigen. Um, what differentiates Autolysis program? Yeah, so um, uh, there are uh, four um, CD19 CAR Ts approved, um, uh, and they're all based on uh, a similar uh, antibody. Um, so a chimeric antigen receptor takes a single chain FV um, fragment of an antibody and couples it to a, uh, a, a signaling a T cell signaling domain to activate the T cell and uh, eliminate the cancer cell. Um, the approved uh, CAR T cell therapies use a binder that is a very high affinity antibody, so it binds very tightly to its target; it doesn't let go. Um, uh, when Martin designed um, the Obicell approach, he wanted to create something that was more physiological. So when a T cell naturally encounters uh, you know, a, a, a foreign antigen presented on, on, on the surface of a cell. Its interaction with that target cell is very transient. So we tried to recapitulate that with our car and generated a binder that has a very transient or fast off 
interaction with with a target cell. Um, that allows the cell to find multiple target cells and enter what we call a serial killing mode um, and results in a T cell that's less exhausted and releases less cytokines. Um, and uh, in the clinic, this results in a car that has uh, more potency and less immunotoxicities. Um, so the two major toxicities we see with CAR T cell therapies are cytokine release syndrome, uh, which you, you will recall was a, a complication of COVID infection. This is the overactive immune system. Mm. And um, uh, a neuro neurotoxicity um, uh, based on the design of OBCell, we, we see uh, much less uh, cytokine release syndrome and neurotoxicity compared to the approved products and you know, much better expansion uh, and function in, um, in, in patients. And I understand the Autolus will be having is it a poster or a couple posters at the upcoming American Society of Clinical Oncology meeting? Yeah, so we plan to present the first uh, full data set from uh, the Felix study. And the Felix study is our phase two study of OBCell in adult ALL patients. Um, and it will be an oral presentation. And uh, our colleague, uh, Claire Roddy uh, from UCL, will be uh, giving the presentation at, uh, at the session um, and uh, at ASCO. Really exciting. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, really exciting to see uh, that program progress from the idea that we had at UCL all the way through to what could be a pivotal uh, clinical data set. Um, the next steps for that program would be uh, to pull the clinical data together with the manufacturing package around OBCell and uh, file that with regula regulatory agencies for uh, approval. Uh, the four programs that you have in the clinic right now, are they all underpinned by UCL intellectual property? Yes. Um, so uh, the majority of them uh, involve uh, patents that were filed uh, at UCL that we've licensed. Um, and actually two of those programs in the clinic are um, part of a clinical collaboration with UCL. So we work closely with the um, Cancer Trial Center at UCL um, and uh, uh, conduct uh, these early phase one studies in collaboration with the UCL. Um, the, the two other studies are, are led by Autolus and, and, and sponsored by Autolus. Right. So is the OB cell that must be a multi, is that multi-center center global? Yes, yeah, so it was um, 26 uh, clinical sites um, uh, in the uh, across the US, uh, UK, and Spain. Uh, the majority of those clinical sites were, were in the US. Manufacturing CAR-Ts is really quite a complex process, isn't it? How do you manage 26 sites in delivering the CAR-T to them for them to get into the patient? Are each site doing their own manufacturing? No, uh, so you're right, um, manufacturing of, of CAR T-cell therapies can be very challenging, and it's an area that we focused a lot on since uh, we founded the company. We have a team based in uh, Stevenage in the UK that manufacture for all of our clinical studies, um, and they also support the, you know, the global logistics that are, are necessary to 
get a Luca Furisate from a patient, um, transport that to our manufacturing center in the UK, engineer the cells, and then transport that back uh, to the patient uh, for infusion. Um, so the cycle, uh, which we call sort of vein to vein, um, is is very important. It's very important to get that as short as possible. And um, you know we have built a uh, a commercial scale operation in order to allow us to do that, and we are um, are able to turn product around very efficiently um, wherever the patient is located. Um, and I'm sort of very pleased that that team has been able to tackle that that key challenge um, uh, of our field. Are um, any of the approved CD19 CAR Ts, or indeed any CAR T, um, approved by NICE for sale in the UK? Yes. So um, uh, yes, Carter to Cartus from from Kite Gilead are approved for for treatment of. Uh, um, uh, mantle cell lymphoma and, and, and diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. Kimria is also approved for treatment of pediatric ALL and, and, and um, diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. These have all you know, uh, gone through the NICE reimbursement process, um, which looks at the, you know, the long-term outcomes of these uh, patients and uh, assesses reimbursement on that basis. Um, and uh, if you think about a therapy that can provide potentially curative um, uh, 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 outcomes for these patients. You know, uh, these these products are priced uh, accordingly. Uh, mm. So, Knockwood one day we'll be seeing the Autolus OB cell on the market here in the UK. Absolutely, I hope so. It'd be it'd be really exciting to see something that was developed in the UK go all the way through. You know, phase one and, and phase two clinical trials and, and um, end up uh, available uh, to, for, for the treatment of, of UK patients and, and you know, patients globally. Uh, Absolutely. Um, so what would you say, and I don't know if you can answer this, the long-term vision for Autolus is? Um, the, the, the vision, uh, what we're intensely focused on at the moment is is um, developing the package for uh, regulatory submission uh, for, for ABCL for the first indication, which would be uh, adult uh, ALL. Um, we also have um, you know, early phase clinical studies in different types of B-cell cancers, and it would be nice to realize the potential of ABCL in those different indications um, you know, through uh, other uh, phase two, phase three clinical studies. Um, uh, so is that what is that what you do? So first of all, get it approved for ALL, but then expand the indication maybe into pediatric or something along those lines. Yes, uh, certainly into into pediatric ALL, but but also you know other uh, lymphomas rather than leukemias that could be uh, addressed with OBCL. In the long term, and you know, and, and I'm sure you have all the success. Do you see Autolus as like the next UK UK based Genentech or Biogen or something along those lines? Wouldn't that be great to be uh, a Genentech or a Biogen? Um, I you know, I think uh, um, it would be great if we could create um, 
a, 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 a UK biotech that had that sort of longevity, um, like a Genentech or or, or, or a Biogen. Um, I guess we've we've had some companies like that in the past, like Celtech um, uh, and, um, and and Medi as well, uh, which uh, yeah, the, those technologies still survive uh, within larger companies. Um, uh, yeah, we we would love. Uh, cell and gene therapy um, uh, to to be in the UK for the long term, based on you know what we're doing at Autolus. No, absolutely, and as you know, um, that's one of the uh, sweet spots for UCL, and um, and as a result of that, the majority of our clinical pipeline, of which we have twenty two different assets in clinical trials right now a number of which are autolysis, are very heavily weighted towards cell and gene therapy. Yeah, um, I think it's a, it's a fantastic uh, uh, sort of melting pot for, for new approaches that you have at UCL. And um, it'd be great to see um, some of these products. I know you've had uh, some of Amit Nathwani's products go all the way through to approval recently. Um, hopefully we'll get a few more in the next few years, um, uh, it's a huge testament to um, sort of the ingenuity and, and drive of, of some of the academics we have at UCL. No, I, I agree. And, um, you know, although certainly with OBCL and with myself, with um, Amit, um, the recently approved Roptavian, I wasn't involved in the actual development of it, but I feel like I've been involved and in getting a drug, something went went all the way to market. I'm quite proud of that. I'm sure you'll feel the same way with Obicel once it gets approved. There's not many people who can say that, Chris. Yeah, it'd be exciting, uh, but we'll keep our feet firmly on the ground. There's a lot of work to, to be done um, uh, before we can talk about approvals. Um. Yeah. Great. Well, that's it for me. Thank you very much, Chris. Really appreciate uh, you coming in, and um, if you want your old job back, you know where we are. <laughs> Thanks very much, Rick. A pleasure to catch up and, and talk about UCL and, and old times. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you.